Hey everybody, it's me, John Raphael. Welcome to OK, Let's Go, five topics, 30 minutes. I'm still out of the country, so I figured it would be a good time to try something new and do a 30 minute interview. Think of me as the new Barbara Walters. Now, I'm a big dreamer and I've always been fascinated by how people get their starts and big breaks, specifically in entertainment. And working in the entertainment industry, I have been blessed to meet a lot of talented and creative people and I'd like to showcase certain individuals and discuss how they got to where they are. Maybe it will be inspirational to someone listening out there and give them the boost they need to just go for it. Today, I am joined by makeup artist Ashley Mullen. I met Ashley over 10 years ago when we were both working for comedian Kathy Griffin. Ashley was in charge of Kathy's makeup, and I was a production assistant in charge of everything else that came my way. Since then, we've remained super close, and she has had a fantastic career and is just an all-around amazing person. I'm so thankful that she has decided to be my first interview. Ashley, welcome to the show. How's it oh, going? Oh, thank you. That's quite the introduction. Well, you are quite the woman, and you deserve pages and pages and pages. If I could write a whole <laughs> novel about you, I would write a whole novel about how amazing you are. Well, it's mutual. Mutual. Well, thank you for being here. I know you're a little bit nervous, but there's no need to be nervous because you are... A star. <laughs> oh, a star behind the camera. <laughs> hey, I think that's part of the fascination is, you know, when people want to do entertainment, people automatically assume it's going to be like spotlights and cameras and, you know, being an actor, being a model. And um, it's quite different for you. You actually hate all of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I know. It's funny. When I first got in the business, I, it was a like a thing where people behind the camera, it was so important to be like discreet and like, you know, take things to the grave. And then like, as soon as I got into the business, this like Instagram and this like whole thing about promoting yourself became a thing. And that was just really scary for me, but oh, I figured no. it out. Yeah, I was gonna, that was actually on my list of things to talk about because I think in the last kind of 10 years with the rise of social media, makeup and glam and stylists especially have all kind of become celebrities in their own right. Um, right. You, you can thank the Kardashians for that, but just, um, you're right. The self-promotion is, uh, is a big, big thing in your industry. And how do you grapple with that? I think I just had to find my place in it. Um, there's so many different ways to be a makeup artist. I think is what I learned just through the years. And it, it, you know, I'm, I'm someone who like, I, I wrap right now work in like television. So I work, um, I work for the union, not for the union, but I am a union member and we um, do television shows and it's a lot more of like less self-promotion and a little more of like um, a family. And that's what I found over the years. And I think that um, there's different ways of, I, like I said, there's different ways of being a makeup artist. And I found the path that kind of worked for me that didn't have as much self-promotion in it to succeed. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. And I think what you said about everyone finding their place um, is important because there are many different aspects to get into the entertainment industry to do what you do to do what I do. And it's not all flashy. Um, in fact, a lot of it is quite trashy, for lack of a better word. But um, let's talk about you some more. But before we dive okay. into your actual career, let's do a little bit of some icebreakers. So Great. where are you originally from? And how long have you lived in Los Angeles? I'm originally from California. Um, Grew up in Camarillo, which is like now where the outlet malls are, but those weren't there when I when I lived there. And then I uh, moved to Arizona and went to college there, but always knew I wanted to be back in California. And so right after college, I, I moved back. And I don't blame you. L.A. Is, is the place to be. And also Camarillo, those outlets, I go there all the time because <laughs> I have literally every store and it's great deals. 
It is great deals and it's charming out there. It's like farmland. It is, but it's also very hot. Um, what True. is your favorite movie of all time? Oh God. Um, I don't know. I'm a sucker for like old comedies. Like, so I'm not going to say Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie, but if we could go in that kind of genre, I, anything that's a comedy, I think. I don't know that I have a specific one, but... I think you do. I think Dumb and Dumber is what, <laughs> is what you're going with. <laughs> I mean, it's up there. We'll, okay, we'll say that for sure. See, that already threw me because I would have never predicted you to say Dumb and Dumber. I didn't know you liked slapstick comedies um, with Jim Carrey, but hey. I do. <laughs> I work in comedy now, and that's honestly part of the reason... I work on the shows I work on. I work in comedy and I love it. Yeah. I mean, you've worked with sitcoms, you've worked with comedians. So yeah, maybe, maybe comedy is kind of your, your thorough line there. It's my jam. Yeah. Last icebreaker question. Who is your dream dinner guest? And they can be dead or alive. Oh, um, dream dinner guest. I don't know. That one's just like tough. I guess Michelle Obama. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I think she has a super interesting life and is super strong. And I don't know. I just think she'd be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to have dinner with Michelle Obama or Barack Obama, except for maybe half the country, but that's a whole different. Topic. I mean, I know it's a very generic answer. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're surprised. You're, you went with a very polarizing answer, which is Michelle Obama. And then, uh, you know, dumb and dumber will, you know, I know what to get you for your birthday now. <laughs> So let's dive in. So you are a makeup artist. You've worked with celebrities. You've worked on film and television sets. How did you initially decide that that's what you wanted to um, do with your life? I think after college, I knew I wanted to be back in California and Los Angeles. And the entertainment business always intrigued me. But as I said, I, I, I don't necessarily love a spotlight. Um, and so I had a friend who went and did um, makeup school. And I'm kind of a tomboy, as you know me. Like I, I don't wear a lot of hair and makeup myself but um but I just I was artistic and um I thought maybe this would be a fun path to learn so I went to makeup school and really fell in love with it is that what you kind of wanted to do as a child or did you have like I wanted to be a NASA scientist I wanted to be a president I don't know that I had career ambitions when I was younger to be honest like I didn't I think maybe I thought I was going to just be a wife and a mom like that sounds so silly now from my like the way I am now, not even having kids. But I think I didn't really think about career too much when I was younger. No, and that's and that's fair. I think a lot of people. I'm I'm the opposite. Like I've always wanted to to do this, that, and the other thing. So it always kind of shocks me when people have the opposite thing because um, everyone everyone's different. And I think that's yeah great. What was yeah. your first job ever? My first job ever. I've had a lot of jobs, but I would think it would probably, I've worked in the restaurant industry a lot before I got um, my full-time makeup career. But I think my first job was actually doing retail. Actually, remember the store structure? Yeah. like a men's clothing store. For the back in the 90s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'd always have these posters on the wall, these really hot men. And so I don't remember that from back in the day. But anyway, I think I worked retail at structure when I was in high school. Structure was was around the time of like Abercrombie and Fitch. And yes, doesn't exist anymore though. I think they just rebranded no. Express Men. Yeah, you know. yeah. So I did that. Yeah, I always worked in restaurants. Like I always so their serving I learned that's where the money was at when you're young. You know, these retail jobs weren't cutting it. So I needed need something more. Well, I know you. You know, you proclaim that you're kind of 
a little bit shy, kind of a little bit of more of an introvert, but yet these jobs that you're mentioning, whether it is makeup, whether it mm-hmm. is working in a restaurant or structure are very people focused. You do have to work with the general public. So what do you think that says about you in a way? Yeah, you're right. I don't know, to be honest. And that is actually what I love about makeup, to be honest, is the working with closely with the actors and um, other talent that I work with. I That part of it is really important to me and I get a lot of like joy from it. So I don't know what it is. I think um, I just, I'm always interested in people. I'm always interested in all kinds of people and why people do things they do and I don't know. I think um, that level of interacting with them was really fun for me. Maybe I just like to come home after working with a lot of people and then become more of an introvert or be more quiet at that point. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely like that part of it clearly. Yeah. I, I, I would say I'm the same way. Like there's a lot of introvert extrovert within myself where you do your job is so focused on other people that at the end of the day, you kind of just want to go into your little turtle shell and totally regroup. Yeah. So you went to makeup school. And then what was your actual first job in the industry? Oh, I don't know what it was, but it was definitely for free. <laughs> I did a lot of free jobs. Um, I ended up interning for a makeup artist named Marietta Carter Narcisse. And she was in the film industry. And I kind of just started learning from her and just how her career went. And it kind of was just one of those things where one thing leads to the next. I think my first major like paid job was actually with Playboy. Oh, I had a friend who introduced me. Yeah. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but like, man, was that like some times where I really learned how to do some, some good makeup. Yeah, for sure. And, and a little more glam that I would probably be used to. I can only imagine what that was like. Um, I wanted to touch back on what you said about free or your first job was working for free because I think one of the things that Kathy Griffin taught me and probably said this to you a lot was kind of don't be afraid to work for free. Um, Sometimes those gigs will lead to ultimately a paying gig and she still, you know, will sometimes take gigs for free just to hope in the hopes that it leads to the next thing. So I think that is something that I would tell someone that's up and coming is like, Hey, I know we all want to get paid. Trust me. But at the end of the day, you have to find your way to get your foot in the door. So it sounds like that's exactly what you did. How did you hear about that first makeup artist that you interned with? Um, It was at the school that I went to the makeup designery mud in Burbank. And I think I was on some post-it board there. I mean, this is before social media. So um, I think it had to be somehow that way. And the thing I will say about doing jobs for free is if I could tell anybody that's young, definitely do it, but learn where to draw a line because people will continue to come back to you. Well, you did that for free. Can you do this for free? And like, this is a point of growing your business. So if you continue to do things for free constantly, um, you never really get anywhere and you kind of feel taken advantage of, but it's not till I got older that I realized my value. And so, um, that's what I would say. Definitely be open to do things. Like don't think you're going to get paid the highest amount right up front but mm-hmm. also know when to draw the line. Like I need to move on and do things that are paid or, you know, I don't need to put my time over here anymore. No, I think that's, that's another very good point that I should have elaborated on as well. You're right. You have to know your value. Don't always work for free. Know when to kind of put your foot down. Um, it's, it's, yeah. rough. it's really rough when you, it, just taking a stand for yourself is rough. I think that comes with time for most people. So a lot of people do get taken advantage of. Well, it's hard to say no in this business because you never know when something's going to come along. So you feel like you're always going to miss out. And if I don't do this, then 
maybe I won't get that. Or if I don't do this for free, maybe that's the time I'm actually going to meet the director that's going to give me my next job. So all of this is true, but I think you just have to listen to yourself and know um, when the time is right. I, I agree. I think now too, if you're an up and coming person to go back to social media, it is a great way to forgetting the, you know, increase your own level of fame, but it is a good way to kind of display your work to other people. For um, sure. When I've worked with, you know, different stars and I've had to send them like different options for makeup people, I go, oh, here's their Instagram. Take a look, see what you, see what you like. But yeah. again, social media is still relatively new. So how did you kind of go about showcasing your work to kind of get potential clients? Um, uh, Truthfully, most of my work came through just word of mouth of people I've worked with. So like when I first started out, there wasn't social media. So you would have like your book that you would show and um, you could get jobs that way. But I just feel like a lot of my work, I got my work through just meeting a person, doing them a, a time or two and them trusting me and then moving forward from there. So it was kind of more of like a trial and error thing. Like, for example, the first time I met Kathy, I met her through Adam Christopher, another makeup artist, which is another way to get most of your jobs as a makeup artist is the community of other makeup artists as I've been hired by others and I've hired others. So that's a big way to do it. Um, but when I first met Kathy, you know, she definitely the first time I did her, she definitely challenged me um, in a sense that like I got to the hotel room, it was in Palm Springs. I was already a little nervous because I hadn't met her yet. And I remember she was getting ready for a show. And at the time I was doing her hair and makeup. And she sat down, said, hi, nice to meet you. And put a clock in front of me and goes, you have 20 minutes, go. And I just, my heart just dropped. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how to do it. And I just started going, right? And like the truth is she didn't really keep me to the 20 minutes, but she was just, I think probably just testing to see how I react to things. And, and from there, like I got it. She didn't want to sit in that chair for hours. Her yeah. thing was get and go. Are you going to be the person that's going to talk my ear off? Are you going to? she was kind of feeling me out. And I think that's where we actually bonded for the first time. It was really sweet. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, she, she does love to, to issue a test. So I can only imagine the, the <laughs> time and plot countdown and how stressful that could be in the moment, but clearly you hung around for a long time and she always would request you. Um, I do did want to mention to, to listeners that as you just said, like you don't just do makeup, you also do hair. How did you come about doing hair? It was out of necessity, to be honest, when I first started, it was, uh, you kind of had to do both to get jobs before you got into a, the union. Once you're in the union, um, you choose one or the other. Um, but, you know, to kind of hustle and, and people liked when you could do both, they didn't want to hire two people. And so it was kind of a natural thing for me. It was easy to, to learn. Now I'm not cutting or coloring, but it's just styling. Hey, but that's that's not a skill that everybody has. I've seen what you can do with, with Kathy's hair. <laughs> I, would come, I would come to your house and pick up wigs. You would style the wigs. Oh yeah. And, magic pieces for her oh, like yeah you know how to do it all we would yeah. also of course you know mix her body makeup and put body makeup oh on oh my gosh oh yeah. my gosh you're you're kind of a one uh one-stop shop like you would do it all hair yeah. makeup body makeup yeah styling it's, we would turn into <laughs> we turn into everything we do it all I know yeah I mean I'd have to say my years with Kathy were so I don't know if it's informative is the word, but like I, it opened my eyes to so much. Like before her, I was just working, you know, little movies and little things here and there. And she really opened my eyes to a bigger world of TV, like working on, for example, we'd go to like the David Letterman show 
or we would do the Today Show and all these really big, um, intimidating jobs for me. Um, and and she introduced me to all that. And it really inspired me to stay on the TV route. Um, and without her, I don't know if I would have found that. Do you find that you like more being on set or going to people's houses and kind of having that more intimate moment with them? I think I, I mean, I like being on set. I think that's my world that I understand and I really love. And I have a really great team that I work with now. And so it's a bit of a family experience and not necessarily sitting on the set because we'll be there all day, every day. But the trailer time, you know, when first thing in the morning, when, you know, let's say it's a 7.30 a.m. crew call, we're there at 5.30 and the actors come in and and, and that's our just morning. We'll have, you know, a coffee and and just whether whatever that actor needs that day, whether it's to relax or get the energy up, that's kind of what we do. And so I, I love that part of it, I think. Yeah. And I think with what you do, there's definitely a level of intimacy. Um, I've been working with a few people recently and I'm like, hey, we have this opportunity for you. And and the woman says, oh, my makeup artist isn't available. I'm like, oh, great. Let me get you somebody else. She's like, no, no, I only let one person touch my face. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not actually precious about like who does my hair, but I can understand like when you're doing someone's makeup and even their hair, like you're so up close and personal with them and you are literally in their face. Um, yeah. How, how has that been for you? Like, is is it weird at first if you've never met the person or do you even notice when you know the person well enough anymore? You know, I think that's, I really like that part of it. I think I'm kind of a person who, I always sound so silly, like you can feel energy, but I definitely can feel energy from people. And I feel like I'm adaptable to what is needed in that moment, meaning like, um, do we want some loud music playing or do we want to like be more quiet or does the person want to talk or does the person not want to talk for the entire hour they're sitting in my chair? That kind of vibe and reading that has always been um, something I find important and that eases the person who's sitting in your chair. And then the longevity of it is for getting used to someone's face. Like if you've done it for the first time, it's a little more intimidating or maybe you don't feel like you did the best job because you just don't know their features yet. And once mm-hmm. you've been doing for someone for a long time, it's like doing it, you know, real quick with your eyes shut almost. And so the overtime gets you to that place where it's really comfortable. But I think starting out, understanding that person's energy is the easiest way to, you know, become one with your client. For sure. And I think what you have is a good sense of, you know, reading the room, which a lot of people don't like, for example, every time I go to the, dent- the, to oh. the dentist office, uh, is this the time for a conversation? <laughs> I, you literally have every tool in my mouth. I cannot respond to you. Yeah. Or like, even when I'm getting my hair cut, which I allow a little bit more, but like, they'll have this conversation and they're like buzzing my head. I was like, I can't hear you. Yeah, I, I totally. Exactly. And sometimes it becomes small talk where you're just so tired. You don't even want to talk anymore. You're just like, oh, can we just please be quiet in this moment? You know, those sort of things. Yeah. And that's even funny enough. Like when I work on a show right now, um, my department had a show called American Auto. And I have a team that works with me that I worked with for a long time. And not only the talented artists, but the main reason that we have been together for so long is that they are so intellectually, uh, I'm sorry, emotionally smart and intellectually smart, but they just really can read a room. They are, I trust them completely. And like, I never have to worry that someone's going off the rails or that they're going to, an actor is like, Ooh, this person was too talkative or too into whatever it may be. And that to me is like everything. Yeah. I mean, totally. I'm thinking about, I'm smiling because I'm laughing at 
certain times that we've had with Kathy where you can see certain people that that we have working um <laughs> yeah. she, she's not quite vibing with or, or they're mm-hmm. not quite reading her mood and I remember one time she had someone doing her hair and um I was sitting in the room and he just like out of nowhere turned to her and he's like did you know the Pope is gay <laughs> <laughs> and Kathy was just like um John John can you come here can yeah. you come here like can you, can you go talk to him yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just like one of those like you have to just read the room of course like you know I have to yeah. know when to be chatty um glam can you know be its own entourage almost sometimes so they totally. have to be respectful too of, of where they are and yes it's becoming their own thing more and more as again more glam people become more quote-unquote famous and yeah feel like they are the stars sometimes so it's it's the lines are getting very very blurry I think that's also why, like I said, there's so many different like ways to be a makeup artist because the way I'm going, it's like I said, it's a little more my little family oriented kind of thing, but there's also a world for like the Instagram makeup artists who maybe has started by doing their own makeup really well. There's a big difference between knowing how to do your own makeup and knowing how to do someone else's makeup. And so, and, and a want, like some people may want to do their own makeup. It's just one of those things like find your lane and just really pursue it that way because there are so many different ways to be a makeup artist. But also with finding your lane, I think people do evolve over time and they do want to kind of color outside the lines and nobody wants to be boxed in. So it is also of a touch and go situation. But what's, what's your favorite part of the process in general? Of makeup? Yeah. I like a TV. Okay. So like on a show, I mean, I'm going to keep going back to like the people, but I don't know. I work in comedy. So I, I, I guess I don't really know. I don't do a lot. I could say a lot of people are into like period makeup and well, that's super fun. That's like a different process. Like, Almost really, yeah. And then like, it, it, it's a lot more like creativity and maybe a little more creative freedom where sometimes in the shows I work on, it's um, like, you're, you're getting a person that's playing a boss in an office ready there's it's very straightforward like you may create like this person wears this kind of lip color and these tones and that sort of thing um but like I said you're kind of making them an everyday person so I don't know yeah there's that's kind of the process on a comedy what about like in terms of the technical aspects of it are there any parts that you enjoy doing whether it's like I really love you know touching up people's lips or like doing their their eyeshadow or is, are there some things oh like oh I have to put eyeliner on and like the worst at this I hope I don't stab this person in the eye oh I hate a winged liner I I still to this day have trouble with winged liner please explain like, just... a winged liner to, oh. <laughs> to me and to straight yes. men to potentially be listening <laughs> yes it's uh, well it's an eyeliner that's pulled out like a cat eye let's say for example and the thing is you know there's so many it can be easy to get uneven. And if you get an uneven where both eyes aren't pulled out the same length and height, it can make you look a little crazy. Mm. So getting that perfect is um, an important thing. And it's always intimidating to me, no matter long, how long I've been doing this. What about eyelashes? Because what I remember with Kathy was, you know, she had mm-hmm. so many eyelashes that, that I would, you know, find all over the place. And they were either <laughs> one long strand or like individual lashes. Yeah what is there is one more difficult than the other they really add a lot to the to the look I will say they do I mean it depends on the shape of the person's eye for sure on 
what kind of lash you should be using, whether it's a strip or a individuals. And there's all sorts of things now, different options that we have. Um, but it really, yeah, it comes down to the eye shape and like, I don't know, I'm a person, I'm still really into the natural world, even an exaggerated natural, but it's hard for me to go really glam. And I think it's beautiful when people do, but like, I'm always a little hesitant. So I'm definitely in that natural world and um, stay within that pretty much. Yeah, I think that's that's why Kathy loved working with you too, um, was you did make- <laughs> She always wanted me to do more. <laughs> it's true, a little bit more. More, but, more. Yeah, but you always, you know, you knew when to say, no, yeah. you're, this looks good. Let's, let's yeah. stop here. <laughs> We're going to stop here, yeah. <laughs> What do you think are some misconceptions that people have about being a makeup artist? That is just fun and games. Like you just playing with your friends. Like you're always the one that's going to, like a wedding. You're always going to be the one that everyone's like, Ooh, fun. Do you want to do my makeup? Like, not really. I want to attend the wedding. Yeah. You want to relax. I want to relax. And while it is like an interesting, fun career, it's still work and it's still, um, a job. So I don't know, for me, it was always that like, everyone thinks you have like this really fun job, which you do, but there's still a ton of like work that goes behind it and you don't want to do it on your time off. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, I can relate to that hundred percent with anything that I've done. You know, obviously we showcase the fun side, whether it's me and you like at the price is right that day. Oh, that was fun. Exactly. Or if we're on a red carpet somewhere, like, yeah, that looks fun, but so much has gone into that specific moment, whether or, or even, you know, yes, being a celebrity assistant is fun, but also I had to go to a lot of doctor's appointments, like yes. ad nauseum. It's like, okay, yeah, like this isn't what I thought I'd be doing, but a lot goes into everything. And sometimes it's you just want to explain to people, it's not fun. It's not as fun as you think, but it's like, <laughs> it is fun. We are super blessed. Oh my gosh, so much. And I do, like, we have such fun experiences and, you know, our work environment changes all the time, which is also exciting. It never gets boring in that sense, but we work really, really hard and really, really long hours. And I think that's the thing I didn't realize going into this is how, um, how much time and energy goes into your job. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the 20 minutes for Kathy is almost unheard of because (laughs) most people take a long time in that makeup chair, whether they're 22 or 88, like it's, it's just a, it's a very lengthy process and you want to look effortless sometimes. Yeah. Well, thank you. But it's also just like going with the client then afterwards, like you do the makeup, but then that's not the end of your day. No, you got to touch ups on set, changing Um, a look, changing all these different things. So yeah, it's, it's like I said, I mean, in, in TV, you're working 12 to 15, 16 hours a day. It's a lot. Yeah. And you guys also have to carry a lot of things. Um, (laughs) That's more hair or makeup, but like um, (laughs) Kathy's hair, people would always have like a suitcase of, of things to, to bring like their own suitcase. Oh yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's a lot. That is why being in a trailer on a show, you can just leave everything there and not lug it around to everybody's house. That is a nice privilege. Yeah. I mean, for, I I think that sticks in my mind because specifically with Kathy, she lived at the top of this giant hill. So I just remember, I just remember Charles specifically dragging his suitcase up and down that hill and (laughs) the steps and then all the way to the top. Um, It's a lot. So so true. As we wrap up, I have two more questions. First off, what brands of makeup do you recommend to people? 
That's always a tough one because it's a variety. But what I will say is um, the new clean beauty lines that have come out in the last like five years are incredible. And like, like Ilya and Kosas and there's a million of them, but like back when I first started, a lot of the makeup was toxic or just was tested on animals and all sorts yeah. of things. You Literally know? toxic, by the way. She's Literally not toxic, but the color Literally was toxic. good. So we used it. But now I would say, I don't necessarily have a specific brand, but I definitely lean towards um, clean beauty. And now that they have really great products. So I lied about two questions. It's actually two questions now, but what do you think about the kind of rise of celebrity makeup brand, whether it's Kylie Cosmetics or Fenty Beauty um, whatever Kim Kardashian is doing, like, do you think that these brands are good or do you just think it's like generic brands that people just slap a celebrity name to and, and sell out? I think there's both. I, I do think a lot of people work really hard on their lines. I mean, like Kylie's lip kit was popular for a reason, not just because she put it on, but they were good products, you know, I mean, they worked for the look that they were going for. And so there are a lot of lines that are, like you said, just generic and they'll slap their brand on it. But I think it gives a lot of people that are not necessarily like TV makeup artists a path to like maybe work towards like in their social media world or it gives them another path to go down. Yeah. Well, finally, if I was a young ingenue trying to get into the makeup world, what advice would you have to someone that's just starting out? do as many faces as you can really learn different faces, different skin tones, all sorts of things. Like maybe work at a, a makeup counter for a little bit. You know, there's no job like too small to really like the numbers are the thing that's going to make you great. You can go to makeup school and learn this stuff, but you're, it's an on-job experience that really gives you your, um, you know, your skills. And so that's what I would say, just do as many faces as you can, whatever the path is for you, whether you want to do your friends or you want to work at a makeup counter, that sort of thing, just keep going. And I think that will take you down a path of maybe where you want to like take your career. I love that. I think that's beautiful advice. And if you're listening out there, now's the time, go do it, go do it. Um, you can catch Ashley's work on American auto, which is on NBC. And what season are we on now? We just finished two. Okay. Finished I, I won't get into the writer's strike, but, uh, <laughs> I hope that I hope that you are all back on set soon. I do too. I do too. I miss everyone. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. This was, as always, a pleasure. Oh, love you, John. <laughs> <laughs>